Hello, Goldmine readers and our listeners. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, and welcome back to the Goldmine Magazine podcast. This is the second one of March, and we're going to welcome back Jacques Van Gula Backstage Auctions, and he's going to talk about his latest auction, Rock Concert Art Auction, and this is coming off the heels of Headliners and Legends Auction. And he's got a lot of stuff that uh, music memorabilia lovers will be interested in, especially rare posters and handbills. But Jacques will talk about uh, everything that has to do with this auction right after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. I heard that the Headliners and Legends auction did very well. How do you... Yeah. It, it, it did, and, and um, you know, part of me was not surprised, and a, a part of me was, was surprised with certain things. Uh, yes. Maybe I should have put it that way, but, you know, we, we realized that what we had was actually pretty special. A tribute to, um, let's say, where the collection came from. Right, and I right. know that we... You know, we had to honor um, the the estate's wishes. You know, not to disclose, you know, the name of the person. You know, where where this collection was coming from. The industry uh, person, right? Yeah, and 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 so we we honored that. Um, yes. And and but at the same time, um, uh, you know. A week or two before the auction, uh, or, or a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the Grammys were on television. Yeah. And they they always do that. You know, in memoriam section, and um, I always find it kind of intriguing. You know, more from a you know almost a sad point of view than anything else. But you know, you sit there for a couple minutes and you see all these people that passed away this year and, yeah. or last year. And, Sad. Uh, uh, you know, my client was in that section. Oh. And, uh, you know, that to me, that kind of illustrates that if it, if he was important enough for the Grammys right. to include him, you know, right. um, uh, that, that kind of that tells says a little bit about his reach. Insiders and, knew that this would be... Uh, he would have good stuff here at this auction. Yeah, he would. He would. He would have things that um, are are, you know, just extremely difficult to get your hands on. Point in case. Um, the Bob know. Dylan nineteen ninety five signed guitar. I mean, yeah. twenty five thousand. That's. I know. That's. Uh, there was a lot of bidding on that too, right? Yeah. Lots of bidding on it. Uh, and it wasn't just two people; it was multiple people going after that guitar. Uh, but the question is, is that not only when's the last time that you've seen a Bob Dylan sign guitar? You know, I can't and recall. Exactly, my my point exactly. But here's the bigger question: when will be when will there be a next time that you will see one? Mm. And and first of all, I don't think there's very few people that say. Oh, I've seen that before because the man, you know, is such a recluse. But you know, you have to go back decades 
you know, that he may have signed one because he just does not want to sign, period. But if he signs something, you're lucky if it's like a photo or a piece of paper or, right. you know, something like that or an album cover. But, you know, there are certain things he just doesn't sign. Guitars is one of them. Right. The other thing that people know is, is that Dylan, you know, has become so completely unapproachable for things like this, right. especially the last 20 years, um, that the chances of there, you know, being another one, you know, um, anytime soon are so microscopically small, you know, that yes, while this is an enormous amount of money for an autographed guitar, I kind of understand it. Uh, yeah. And I think that the people that were bidding on it understood that too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Fleetwood Mac, you know, they're all alive. You know, I get that. But we also know that try and getting all five of them in one room, mm -hmm. um, you know, is, is near impossible. And, uh, you know, so then to have, you know, a Lindsey Buckingham guitar you know, with those five signatures on it, you know, probably from the last time that, you know, there was at least, you know, some, you know, uh, let's say friendship, you know, to where that was possible, um, again, is an exception, an exception rather than, you know, the norm. So, um, again, $13,000. Yeah, $13,000 is nothing to sneeze at. No. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all, not at all. How did the Peter Max art do? Uh, it, it, it did sell $6,000, which is not bad. Um, which piece was that? That was the Sting uh, Oh, right, painting. okay. Um, I, I, I just, uh, and, and maybe other, other outlets, you know, have better results or better success, but um, in all of our years... Um, I we've sold it, but never to the tune of me going like, oh my gosh, you know, look at, you know, all these people going after this Peter Max artwork. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I still, you know, still believe that uh, there's there's such a big difference between traditional memorabilia yeah. um, and and artwork, and, right. and that includes, by the way let's say, um, you know, uh, let's say a, a Jim Marshall photo or a Lynn right. Goldsmith photo or, you know, it's, uh, I know that, that there are people that put enormous value on these pieces, but it's such a small group um, that uh, when you blend it in with traditional memorabilia, uh, it typically, I'm not saying it's overlooked, but it doesn't get the same amount of exposure and traffic as let's say autographed guitars or record awards right uh having said that we sold it um six thousand dollars is you know is is a good price um one could argue that you know it could have probably sold for more or it should have maybe sold for more um that's an interesting point you brought up yeah. about uh, photography and um art this may be um, a good thing for investors to um, bid on, because, like you said, it's people are going for the other items. Mm -hmm. So this might be, or more people are going for the other items. So this might be a thing that people should 
um, invest in more. And speaking of which, you have the rock concert art auction coming up. And uh, you even said yourself it has been a while since you've had a poster auction. Um, And this has a lot of posters in it. Yes, and uh, uh, give us an example of a poster that you think stands out in this auction, since we were talking about investing in uh, memorabilia like this. Okay. Um, well, there's in total, I think we have about 350 uh, posters wow. and handbills and, and uh, let's say, the... They're postcard size handbills. You know, I never know whether to call them handbills or postcards, but right. um, uh, there's a, I would say, a strong concentration on uh, West Coast venues. Of course. Uh, predominantly, yeah, predominantly the, the, the San Francisco yep. area, but in a lesser degree, the, the LA area. There's a strong concentration around posters and handbills, etc., from the 60s and 70s. So it's um, psychedelic? A lot of psych... You yeah. know, again, probably the vast majority can, can you know, be put under the, you know, the art of rock, um, um, let's say, umbrella. Yes. Um, uh, one, and it's, you know, it's... Uh, um, I would say it's almost an obvious pick, you know, if I answer your question about, you know, give me one poster. Uh, but I would have to say it's the 1966 Beatles at Candlestick Park, San Francisco nice. poster. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, you know, it's a very collectible poster. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, not that easy to find. Yeah. Uh, what I'm happy with is, is that... Um, all the replicas and, and, and reproductions and bootlegs and what have you that were made are distinctively different, you know. So if you have an original, it's relatively easy to tell an original from a, from a you know, a reproduction. Um, and, you know, the, as I said, originals, surprisingly, not that easy to get your hands on. Uh, the one that we have is in very, very nice condition. Um, so I, I expect that uh, to to get a lot of attention. Um, um, how do people? How do collectors keep the posters in such uh, nice condition? Do they keep them rolled up or do they frame them? Um, right. How do you usually get a lot of these posters? Are they framed or are they just kept rolled up? Right. Um, actually, um, I would say that the 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 vast majority of um, um, especially the vintage posters, but even the modern day posters, um, the, you know, most of them were actually printed on medium heavy stock. There you go. Which, yep. You know, which means that um, you know they, they, they were they, they you know they they were kept flat. Yes. Um, and most people that get their hands on them will keep them flat. Um, They'll keep them in one of those drawers. Yeah. Uh, right, collect You know, either drawers or, you know, there's a couple <clears throat> companies in the U.S. that make these really nice yep. binders, these oversized poster binders. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, and it, the, to me, that is the best way to preserve these posters. Gotcha. Keep them flat, you know, keep them climate controlled, keep them dark, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, uh, framing is 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 perfectly fine. You know, as long as you don't take you know glue your poster to a board. Right. As long as you use the right glass. As long as you don't hang it in a place where it's catching a lot of daylight. Um, you know, but I think again, you know, collectors know these things. But I would say, uh, like for instance, this entire collection is you know was stored flat. You know, mm-hmm. so nothing rolled. Um, and again, that that just adds to the you know desirability um, of these posters. Well, it, it makes me wonder that uh, when they first came out, these posters, a lot of people would hang them up. You know, pin them to the wall. <laughs> and yeah, they would. What a shame. <laughs> you know, yes, I would say yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. I and and um, I would say that there there's definitely um, a, a, a decent amount of posters in this collection that does have the tiny pinholes in the corner. Right. Um, at the same time, uh, I mean, yes, you know, you could say from from a purist point of view, uh, right. um, uh, you want you want your memorabilia, you want your collectibles to be as pristine and as mint as possible. Um, at the same time, um, uh, you know, I personally have never really been too bothered by the fact that there is a little bit of wear and tear or aging um, uh, to a to a you know a, a piece of memorabilia because mm. um, I think it also um, you know shows its like, age hey, you know yeah this this you know this is a piece that you know actually was displayed you know people, yes. you know this is a piece from that era mm. you know it hung in you know the lobby of this or at a record you know the wall of a record shop or a head shop or gotcha. a cafe or um and unless it's beat up you know that's a different thing but you know i i i, I usually don't get too you know uh, concerned with uh, what I call a little bit of natural wear, you know, to a to a piece like that. Do you get a lot of uh, background on the posters, like it hung up, say, at a museum, this museum or that record store? No, no. I I, I think that in general, um, you know, a lot of that eventually just got lost in translation, right? You know, or maybe I should say, lost in transition. Uh, there you because, go. <laughs> uh, you know, so many of these posters you know, have exchanged hands, you know, at least, you know, let's say half a dozen or a dozen times. And uh, it went from this person to that person who then saved it and gave it to another person. And, you know, I I would say in the 60s and 70s, there were no, um, you know, uh, record shows or trade shows or anything like that. They slowly started to become, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, popular in let's say the '80s, but then when it comes to posters, you know, especially you know these 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 poster exchange events, you know, is definitely a thing of the last you know 20 plus years. And um, you know, so think about it that you know poster may have changed hands so many times that um, yeah, it, to truly you know know where you know where it originated is almost impossible. Hmm. Now talk about the handbills. Do handbills uh, do as well at auction as posters? Interestingly enough, they they do, and sometimes even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just has to do with uh, with with.
with supply and demand, I would say. Um, posters were, uh, there were actually more posters made than handbills. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so there's there's a, a lesser quantity and, you know, by, by, you know, simply by nature, you know, anything that has a lesser quantity means it's harder to find, which means that, you know, people would be willing to pay more, you know, for, you know, finding it in the, in the first place. The... Uh, now, that doesn't apply to every single poster. Uh, there's always exceptions. Um, uh, also, at some point, um, uh, and, and that, that holds true, for instance, for you know the Bill Graham series or the Family Dog series, right. where um, they eventually started replacing the handbills with an even smaller format, which is the format almost of a postcard. Right. And these postcards, then, uh, they actually would be, they printed a lot more of those, um, but they made a difference between uh, some that actually were mailed out to people that were on a mailing list. Mm. Uh, but others would, for instance, just be distributed, you know, in uh, like, you know, the lobby or coffee shop or right. place. And, um um, so you know it's the but again it's a, it's a very um, it's a very simple question but the answer to it is is very specific and related to the venue that that you that, know, yeah do handbills or not or there were actually also events where they never did a poster and they only did handbills because they may have not had the money you know to do posters that's an important and, point so, yeah so, yeah so all they could afford was you know the handbill. Uh, but the handbill is, is is a very you know interesting um, um, you know design uh, because essentially you know it was meant to either literally be handed out mm. um, you know or it was one of those things that would fit on a you know um, let's say a phone pole or you yeah. know, a message board you know that was hanging at you know in the I don't know the dorm of a you know a college or you know something like that. <laughs> it uh, still where... continues to this day. <laughs> yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. It's the old eight and a half by eleven format. Right. You know, you can't beat it. You know, so. So one thing I want to now this will be previewing March eleventh. Correct. And then sixteenth through the twenty fifth. Yeah. Um, will be the auction. But one thing that we didn't talk about since you just started uh, doing podcasts with us, uh, before we go, um, can you describe to the listener the all-access uh, auction pass? Um, okay. <laughs> well, it's it's. Uh, I I think we called it that, you know, because of the name of the company, you know, right? You know, your backstage auctions, and here's your all-access pass. Exactly. Uh, which is neat. Just, That's cool. Which is it's, well, thank you. It's just a plain words, but. Um, um, basically, all you do is if you're if you're not registered, um, um, you know you it's it's a process that takes roughly sixty seconds. Uh, but once you are registered, um, you know you get your you know your all access pass. Meaning from that point forward, you know you can bid on whatever you want. You can shop in our store as as much as you want. And you automatically will receive um, every update um, about you know uh, current and, and future auctions or special events. Um, and I will say this: that uh, we make an effort to minimize uh, the the number of emails. Um, right. Uh, we're all very much aware of 
you know, the the amount of emails that, that people are getting on a daily basis. And uh, we did not and have never wanted to be and probably never will be one of those companies that literally will send you, you know, an email every week or even multiple emails every week. Um, um, you know, again, we try to, you know, only only knock on your door when we have something you know, truly yes. important to share. Right, so, right. Um, even if you sign up, do not be worried about, uh, you know, us clogging up your inbox because we're not. Um, and as I said, the um, the registering process is, is very quick, very easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I noticed that when you go to backstageauctions.com, that's the first. It's very easy to find. So Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, thank you for, for telling us about this new auction. It was a quick turnaround from the last one. Uh, I was wondering if you guys got any sleep, or uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if you cloned if you cloned yourself. Right. Um, well, <laughs> that 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 we leave up to Barbara Streisand the cloning. The, uh, um, unfortunately, I don't have her budget. Um, if if I would have, I may have thought about it. But, <laughs> but now, cats you know, cats they, can't uh, work though. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. They need to be taken uh, care of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, no, it was kind of interesting the way this worked because we um, the the auction that we just wrapped up is is actually something that uh, physically we received the materials for that auction um, several months ago, and yeah. we were actually able to uh, to ah. process all that um, over the holidays. So we kind of already had that That's you know good. queued up. And then this auction, this post auction, actually that that was delivered around the same time. And since it wasn't that that big, mm. um, and, and and we looked at our calendar and we said, you know what, we actually do have room for a small standalone poster auction. Yeah. And so um, it was essentially, you know, uh, taking advantage of you know the the let's say the winter months that are traditionally. Um, um, uh, a little bit more quiet and right. we can just ramp up, you know, our production and, uh, you know, and then on top of that, um, uh, post auctions are actually, uh, you know, rel- or re- everything is relative, but they're somewhat easy, uh, meaning uh, you usually only have to take one photo uh, mm. or make one scan. Um, a lot of the information is already out there, mm. um, and so in terms of processing time and research time, um, it's it's not all that intense. And right. um, uh, the, the only thing that actually consumed uh, a little bit more time was, uh, while we do indeed refer to this as a poster auction, there, there actually is a little bit of memorabilia uh, mixed in as well. We got some. You know, some, I don't know, there's some vinyl, there's some record awards, um, um, and there's a, oh, here's a cool little thing, there's an original uh, demo uh, reel from uh, the Warlocks from 1965, Ooh. which, you know, ultimately became Grateful Dead. Right. Uh, we've got some original uh, printing plates uh, that were used uh, actually for handbills, and we got couple from you know the avalon the family dog series like we got one for big brother we got one for grateful dead um i know we got one from the matrix which was another venue in in san francisco so 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so let's say between the, you know, the, that type of memorabilia, et cetera, we, we had a little bit more work, but um, all in all, as I said, we, we were fortunate to get this collection in um, at a time when, you know, when, when things were a little bit slower, so uh, we could, you know, get it lined up and teed up. Um, and, Very good. Uh, yeah. I like I like uh, the back to back sort of uh, action there. It's just nice. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, um, I do too, um, but um, it, it's unusual. It doesn't happen all the time. So I, it it doesn't. But the, the the one thing I always say is that if you do it, uh, make sure that uh, both auctions um, are are. I'm not saying completely opposite, but are very different mm. uh, because I'm always very much aware of, you know, um, let's say, I'm not, uh, let's say you don't want to wear out your welcome with your collectors and right. you got to give them a reader and yeah. uh, you don't want to, you know, just, just do one auction after the next, after the next and, and create what I call auction fatigue. Yes. Um, you know, so um, I uh, I don't mind doing back-to-back auctions, but it's almost like you know the people that were probably bidding in the previous auction are you know people that may not be too good point in this auction. Yeah, and, good point. You know, if you're a diehard poster collection uh, collector, you probably didn't find anything in the previous auction that right. you wanted. You know, right. so. Uh, we try to kind of, you know, be be sensitive to that, you know, so that we don't, you know, as I said, uh, burden our our collectors too much. All right, man. Well, thank you, and you know, of course, we'll see it. We'll talk to you the next auction, and I hope this does very well. I'm sure it will, and uh, we'll be talking about how well this is done and move on to the next. Right. Thank you, Jacques, for taking the time. Hey, you're most welcome, and it's always a pleasure, and um, um, hopefully we'll uh, get to do this soon again. Yeah, www.backstakejoshkins.com. All right, man, I'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Pat. Okay. Thank you, Jacques. Everyone go to backstageauctions.com and check out information regarding the Rock Concert Art Auction. Uh, It will have a preview on March 11th. And the auction will be from March 16th to the 25th. And also, don't forget to pick up Goldmine Magazine at Barnes & Noble, also Books A Million, and select record stores. You can also subscribe and get 68% off and a free gift, a download, a digital download of our record guide. If you go to goldminemag.com and you'll see... There's a drop-down menu for subscribe. Okay, we'll see you next time. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And peace.